everyone, and welcome to episode six of Shipwrecks and Shanties. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Siv. Siv, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great, Jocelyn. The game is launched, and we have been playing the crap out of it. Yeah, we have so, so much to talk to, to talk to, to talk about today. I apparently can't talk today, but <laughs> we do have a lot to cover in this episode. Uh, it was originally going to be our last episode of Shipwrecks and Shanties, but we have decided to continue the show uh, post-launch. There's still a lot going on with the game. I think today might be our longest episode ever. We're going to cover how to become a pirate legend, which was always the plan for this episode, but we have a ton to talk about with uh, the Sea of Thieves launch, uh, all the issues, our experiences, all kinds of stuff. So we thought we'd start off this episode by giving you our kind of like favorite stories from the actual live launch of the game, because there's a lot more <laughs> in the game now than there had been previously in beta. So uh, Siv, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off and then I'll tell my, right. my super funny story. <laughs> I mean, so essentially, as, as a little bit of background, Jocelyn and I have been playing with some friends of ours. Um, essentially, we've tried to play every night this week. Um, we tried on Monday night. We uh, tried failed to horribly. Our, <laughs> uh, yeah, we tried changing our region to get a little early. It didn't work for us. It worked for some other people. There were some shenanigans that someone pulled to be able to log in earlier than the U.S. launch, but. Um, you know, with with both Jocelyn and I being in North America, we had waited out until the North American launch, uh, which we did, and then spent several hours staring at a loading screen and not being able to play the game. So that yeah, was, we waited uh, until like I want to say probably two a.m. my time, so two a.m. Yeah, Eastern time is when we finally we gave did. up. So two hours of of attempting to get in, and uh, we'll we will get into uh, some of the the issues in the launch, but. Siv, but we did story. play. Come on. <laughs> yeah, we did play Tuesday and and Wednesday night, and we've had a blast. Uh, my favorite part was Tuesday night launch night uh, for us, or the night after the uh, launch day night, I guess. Um, <laughs> we were playing, uh, sailing our galleon around, terrorizing the seven seas. Saw another galleon. They decided to uh, come over and try to attack us, and didn't realize that their comms were global. So they basically were telling us every single thing that, uh, that they were doing in coordinating their attack, uh, including a guy saying, I'm going to go run and jump on their ship. <laughs> <So> <laughs> all four of us were ready and sliced him to pieces. And yeah, um, I think at, on one, their point, ship and, uh, at yeah. one point they were in the water and then one was like, okay, I'm going to climb the ladder on the right side of their ship. And we were just like, okay, we're <laughs> we going to shoot you in the with, face. With yeah. pistols in hand. <laughs> we had a welcoming party ready for yeah. them. It's like, and then, geez, thanks, man. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of it, one of the guys, I was over on their ship with an explosive barrel doing my thing. And one of the guys was like, how are these guys beating us? And I opened up comms and yelled, because we're the most legendary pilots in the sea. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, what? <laughs> they were super confused. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I have, so my favorite story from uh, so far during the launch was actually when I was playing solo. And it, again, had to do with comms. I feel like comms and Sea of Thieves just opens up this whole entire new system in the game almost. And I really hope that people like don't, turn comms off and i say that as a player who plays with like push to talk on so i'm very rarely actually talking in game 
Right. But uh, so what happened was I was playing solo and I had come across a shipwreck and then Civ had mentioned that we should test uh, some of the kind of uh, tips and tricks that we'd seen on Twitter that we weren't really sure if they were true, but we're going to talk about them later on today, which is basically like how to reconnect to a game. So while we were like testing these things, I had found a shipwreck. I had parked my ship and I had spun down and it actually had an air bubble in it. So I kind of put my character in the air bubble. I was tabbed out and we were trying to figure out like Xbox party things. And then I tabbed back in and all I heard was, where are you? I was like, oh, well, blow me down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm underground and I probably shouldn't have sworn. I'll have to go back and bleep that. But I was like, <laughs> I literally was like, oh, my God, I'm underwater in a shipwreck in an air bubble it's nighttime so everything was super dark <laughs> and then i just died i was like oh man i was gonna scuttle my ship so that we could try things with two players anyways but i was like oh my god like <laughs> gg man like that's, that's rp on the next level <laughs> oh man that's crazy uh, i yeah, hope he I enjoyed think... my two chicken coops <laughs> <laughs> i literally had nothing out there weren't even chickens in the chicken coops uh... there were chicken coops man yeah that's why because i had just turned in an outpost so i didn't have anything on my ship i was just uh i was just messing around in single player so but oh man that like interactions like that to me really make sea of thieves right like that's what makes it yeah. kind of um interesting and different is unique, the ability really, yeah. yeah exactly unique uh it gives you the ability to interact with other players in ways that you don't in other games so Right. I, I really like the the idea of like using voice comms to um, intimidate or like throw another team off their game, you know, but not in a, right. not in a, an abusive sort of fashion, but like just in a like, where are you kind of fashion or a, like, right. imagine if that other crew had realized their comms were open and yeah. had said, oh, we're going to climb up the right side of the ship and then climbed up the left side of the ship like. Using right. using kind of disruptive tactics and like well, I mean the other thing though is that comms are directional. Yeah, you can turn on directional comms, and so when someone is talking, you hear directionally where they are, just like you would in real life. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean it. Go it kind of goes back to what we talked about a little bit about how we use Discord and then we use push to talk in the game, um, which I think gives us a little bit of an advantage uh, as far as our coordination in that like. You know, when we're fighting those guys that uh, we're trying to board our ship, we could coordinate with each other without them hearing us. Yes. Um, so, I mean, honestly, if you're going to play in a coordinated group, you you really should be in some sort of voice chat server. That's the way that gaming works these days. Everyone mm -hmm. kind of does the Discord thing or the TeamSpeak thing or whatever else, you know. Um, it's helpful. Uh, the it's kind of unfortunate. Helpful, but I mean, I almost wish that I was just always in party chat and had an open mic in party chat in game, and then could mm -hmm. push to talk to the open world. Like I feel like if all the voice comms were just built into Sea of Thieves, that would probably be better because then everyone has the same advantage and disadvantage, right? Like, well, and because here's here's the here's the big disadvantage of the way that it's set up. When you queue into a party, let's say I want to queue in as a rando to a galleon. If, say, I get matched up with three teammates who are using a Discord server, I'm left in the dark. Right. Because they're not going to use party chat. Alternatively, if it's just a bunch of randos and we're using party chat, everyone can hear us. Yeah. So it, it's kind of a, 
I don't know. I like the fact that there's that there's vocalization in the game. I like the fact that it's directional. I like the fact that it's global. It just I feel like needs a little bit of work to be more practical to people playing the game uh, in groups without because, a set party, like without a, right. another voice chat. Yeah, like if you're not yeah. in a crew of two or four, and you know you're you're queuing in by yourself or whatever like yeah you're right you need some way to to keep everyone on a level playing field because that's basically like the mission of sea of thieves right that's why there's right. no like gear that makes you better there's no player levels there's no nothing else because they skill and coordination they want yeah. everyone to be on the same level so i feel like right. that includes things like voice chat it's kind of like it's right. kind of necessary even if you're not talking because i know that's something that they've talked about as well in some of their dev videos is basically saying like we don't want to force people to have to speak on a mic and that's fine. That's why they had all those other, the communication wheels, but you should at least be able to like listen to your team in case other people are talking. And I think that that's, yeah. that's kind of the, the piece that's missing in terms of communication right now. Well, but you're, it's still you're not at a disadvantage bad. right now if you yeah. don't use voice chat. Honestly. Exactly. I mean, you can, you can use the emote systems. You can use the, the pre-configured uh, text responses. You can hit T and type your own text responses. Um, I did not know you could do that. And it was hilarious because when you were typing things in the other day, it was like the only word it was blocking was Randy. <laughs> not even like full player <laughs> Which names. Is it didn't one block of our crew members Dick. name yeah. was Randy. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason they were just like, nope, you can't be a Randy pirate. <laughs> that's, that's bad words. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But then, anyway. yeah, it let, it let Dick go through though. <laughs> What? <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, I think yeah. I typed out Randy is a dick and uh it blanked out Randy and, and, <laughs> and let left dick is a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. And times. I don't know. Good I times. yeah, I haven't delved too far into the actual like basically all my settings are just default right now. So I haven't yeah, dove same. too far into like all the I would imagine had, like, you could you, you could you must be able off. to remove filters, right? Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Oh uh, man, there's literally anyway. just a Randy filter. <laughs> anyway, all instances of Randy. Anyways, yeah. The, game, so the game's launched, and it did. Um, I mean, not unexpected, not uh, unprecedented. Like with any game, there were some issues at launch. Um, so we kind of want to talk a little bit about those. Um, like we said a little bit earlier, we experienced some connection issues. Right, and I think that this is very like it's, it's kind of to be expected and and i was one of those people who was a little bit frustrated on launch and i was like they did stress test what's the point of stress test if in the end we can't play anyways because your servers can't handle the load and so they've actually been extraordinarily transparent they literally put out a yes. developer video i feel like it was within the first 48 hours of it the was. game launch um and it was uh, the head of rare and the head of the sea of thieves team essentially saying we just came out of a meeting here's our whiteboard from that meeting this is all the issues that we've seen and here's our plan for fixing them and this is why they're happening and through that video we actually found out uh there's also a blog post as well if you're unable to watch the youtube video we'll link both in the show notes for uh shipwrecks and shanties episode six but um there were more than a million unique players trying to access the game which is three to four times higher than the final beta and the final beta was open to everybody so that to me is pretty insane. <laughs> oh yeah. I, well, I mean, first off, it's great to to know that they've got a million players in the first forty eight hours. Like that is 
huge. Mm-hmm. Like, not very many games do that. Uh, I mean, AAA titles that are part of an established series will do that, but for a brand new game, you know, kind of a brand new genre, there's not really anything else out there like this. It's amazing to have a, a million players in the first 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what I find really interesting is that the final beta was free to everybody. You didn't have to have any sort of um, like a pass. You didn't have to pre-order. You didn't have to anything. And still, now that you're at the point where this is a game that you have to pay for, now we've got three to four times more players. That's crazy yeah. to me. And I think the other thing that possibly threw a bit of a wrench into their numbers because i was thinking like you know they have pre-orders so why on earth didn't they know how many people were going to play but because the xbox game pass is in play there's a lot of people who already had game passes and yes you could probably take a look at you know who's signed up kind of in the in the couple days before who signed up for the 14 day free trial you could make the bet that those are probably going to be sea of thieves players but because there's so many people who are already using the xbox game pass it makes it more right. difficult going, to, to estimate how many players you're going to have. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll see. I'm sure over the next couple of weeks, things will shake out and they'll see who sticks and, and mm-hmm. who kind of fades off. But, you know, the great thing about Game Pass is that those folks can kind of just come and go as they please whenever they want to. So exactly um, good on them for, for making it available to Game Pass. I think, yeah, it definitely probably uh, it definitely probably it definitely affected the way that they were able to forecast, I think yeah, uh, in a big way. And then I think there's also just an effect that has been had just because the studio is so open, transparent and communicative people like that. So even if it's something that they weren't maybe planning on and pre-ordered, they went, man, okay, this is starting to get a lot of traction. A lot of people are talking about sea of thieves it's the number one game being played on Twitch right now with a quarter million people watching. Um, okay, yeah, maybe this is something I'll check out. And maybe people that didn't ever intend to pre-order or didn't intend to do the Game Pass see it on Twitch. They they start to watch YouTube videos. They go, wow, these guys are really communicative. Seems like a pretty cool thing. Maybe I'll jump in. Um, I, I think that's invaluable. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the other problems that we saw on launch were that reputation and gold were not being rewarded as well as items were disappearing from well, inventories. It's not a hundred percent accurate. They were being rewarded. They just weren't showing up right away. Well, and, and so when, I, yeah, happening, when I say not just... being rewarded, I mean like I played for four hours and still had zero gold. Right, <laughs> so I couldn't do you... anything beyond the original mission. Right. So you were getting that gold and once right. you relog, it would show up. But it was not like always a... because and they actually really? explain yeah, they actually explain this in the YouTube video. Basically the way that it works is um every time a player turns something in that they should be rewarded for, it sends a message basically back and forth between the player and the server. So what was happening was these message queues were getting so long that it just like you basically just had to wait it out until your message made it to the top of the queue. And then it would send a message back and saying, yes, okay, here's your gold. So logging out actually didn't fix the problem. And they were advising players. And as far as I understand, they're still advising players not to log out to try to fix that because then you get back into the connection issue queues and those connection issues can actually happen at two different access points. So if you're like us and you were lucky enough to have 
a uh, like a four man crew, you basically only had one barrier to entry, and that was finding a server that could accommodate your crew. Right. But if you were matchmaking by yourself, trying to enter a two or four man crew, then you were had the the connection issue of first trying to matchmake and find somebody else to go on your ship, and then once you had your team, you then had another connection that you had to do to find a server. So the connection issues were two tiered for people who were trying to join bigger crews by themselves. And then only like one tier of connection if you already had a team. But still, if you logged out and tried to go back in, you were hitting the bigger issue of the connection. So um, right. we were lucky enough when we were, or I guess I was lucky enough when I was playing that um, the, I guess the majority of our crew actually had been playing solo through the day. So they had gold and they had voyages and stuff that we could do. But had I been right. playing by myself, I would only be able to do the entry level because there's three entry level voyages for each of the trading companies that cost right. you zero gold. So there mm -hmm. still was like things that you could do to introduce you to all three of the factions. But uh, beyond that, rep and gold not appearing really did kind of lock down your game state. You can still go See, and find things in the world to like sell yeah. to the Merchant Alliance and and scavenge for messages in a bottle and, and shipwrecks and there were other ways to to potentially get voyages, but they weren't as easy as just going to the trading company. See, now I missed the part about the fact that rep and gold were actually not being rewarded at all. Um, I mean, for me, I, I guess was lucky enough to where I every, yeah, I play for a couple hours, I'd log out and log back in later and say, Oh, you know, it's I, when I, when I logged out earlier, I was leveled four with the gold hoarders and now i'm level 11 okay yeah and that's yeah, just because all your messages up. yeah caught up that wasn't anything to do with refreshing the client or anything like but that but i guess i don't really have any way to know if uh if if stuff caught up or if stuff got missed because i just don't know um well and that's kind of the other thing and they so they did say that like as long as you turned it in basically that um as far as i understand that's like a message like on your client so right. like there is okay. a record of all the things that you turned in. It's just that your client has to like handshake with the rare server to say right. like, okay, this was all turned in and then rare server sends back all your rewards. So right. um, as far as I know, they like they've said everything that you've turned in, you will be rewarded for. It's just okay. that those rewards are delayed. So nobody's missing right. anything. It's just, oh, okay. it's, it's like a matter of time. But the problem right, is, right. like, when I was playing earlier, like, very first thing in the beta, um, when I was playing by myself, like, I was uh, constantly at zero gold because it just hadn't, enough time hadn't passed for hadn't my messages up. to get to the top of the queue. So right. I was stuck with no rep and no gold for a long time. But The good so. thing is that that is changing because I noticed last night when we were playing that um, it wasn't, yeah, like, we played for, what, like, six or eight hours straight on tuesday and then um on wednesday and we didn't see you know the gold ever catch up until yeah. we re-logged uh but last night we would turn stuff in and then we'd see you know 30 40 minutes later all of a sudden we'd start getting gold or yes, getting yeah. the reputation awarded um they so, have been they have been making tweaks and updates and they have taken it down for maintenance a couple of times now so right. i mean they yeah they are slowly kind of um optimizing that queue i guess is the best yes. way to put it uh but they're not expected to completely finish fixing the rep and gold and items issues until a uh, patch early next week 
So, right. um, yeah, th- I think there's a maintenance window on, I believe, Tuesday. There's one on Saturday, but I think uh, the maintenance window on Tuesday is Tuesday what they're is aiming they're for to, patch. to, to yeah. patch everything. Um, that's and my it, understanding. Until then, uh, the other thing that's actually disabled are any of the like player entitlements that come from outside the game. So the Black Dog Pack and the Ferryman Pack. So Black Dog was from uh, pre-ordering and Ferryman is if you bought the limited edition Xbox controller, it actually comes with an outfit and a sword and a pistol and stuff like that. So uh, both of those packs have actually been disabled in game until the patch early next week. Again, to just kind of let servers catch up. (laughs) That means my pirate is super naked right now. Well, I'm pretty sure if you if you if you already have it, it's fine. It's like the the rewarding of it has been rewarding. Yeah. They've paused that okay. sort of thing. Um, okay. Makes so, sense. Yeah. And the other thing that they did throughout this whole time that they were having these issues is they prioritized the experience of players who had already connected. So if you were lucky enough to make it in through all of the queues and you were playing, for the most part, they tried to keep your experience as stable as possible. And I know once we actually got in outside of some of the reputation and gold um, issues that we had, our actual like sailing experience and uh, combat experience, everything else. Like I think we had one person disconnect right at the end of Tuesday night. And, uh, and I mean, when I say right at the end of Tuesday night, the person who disconnected was actually my fiance, Matt, we're playing in the same house and we had been having like actual our internet issues all night. Like I had to take the stream down for like 20 minutes and you know, there were we were having it might have very well have been our end, not on the Sea of Thieves end. So no, it was definitely it was definitely on the server end because Matt and I were storming that skeleton fort that we had attacked right at the end of the night. And he was a little bit ahead of me. He got into the fort. He was trying to climb a tower. He disconnected. And then I think your Internet was crapping out at the same time. But I disconnected about 30 seconds after he did. Oh, OK. Um, doing the same thing, running into the fort, trying yeah. to climb a tower. So I think it was just something on the server side that was that was bugged. Um, right. Haven't seen that happen since, but yeah, it just yeah, it was actually in the uh, first twenty four. So it was yeah. In terms of actually staying connected to the game, I think those were our only two actual like disconnects. Yeah. So I mean, I kind of like what they did there is saying like, look, whoever's already in is going to, you know, stay in and have as good of an experience as we can provide, because I feel like that's better than letting more people into a crappy experience, you know? Um, yeah. Well, and, it, and and again, this whole thing is just getting better and better and yeah. better because Tuesday night when we would log out, log back in, we would run into connection issues. We would get errors. It would take us several attempts to get reconnected to the game last night. Not the case. I had to relog a couple of times. I ended up having to quit the game because there was a bug where I could only have one weapon at a time for some reason. Um, and I tried, you know, a couple of things, tried dying. I tried backing out and rejoining. I ended up having to actually close the game and come back in, and then it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to just get right back in, um, no connection issues. And we, yeah, we, I mean, really all day yesterday, no real queue issues uh so it seems like they're they're getting stabilized the other thing that they did say is uh they're really focusing on peak times and they actually told us what the peak server times are so that also kind of gives you yeah gives you more of an idea of like when you could potentially play when you might see some issues 
And they basically said it's um, the kind of hours of like late night EU, like early evening West Coast America. And that's because basically you have everyone from EU and North America trying to play at the same time. So um, all of those different people are really doing a number on the servers. And that's great because they know where to focus their efforts. And they've also told players so players can avoid those peak hours if, you know, if their schedule allows. And, you know, like they know even if they can only play at those times that they are peak times. And so they might see some issues. And I feel like because, again, Rare has been so transparent, it's really helping them with their kind of um, public image, I guess is the best way to put it, is they're not being silent. They're giving updates, especially if you're following them on Twitter. They're updating yeah. every couple of hours as soon as they have information to give us, which right. is great. Yeah, they're being very communicative, which is, which is awesome. And it, like for us, it's been great because, I mean, we tend to kind of play games late night anyway. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in mountain time zone. I have, you know, kids and got to get them squared away for the evening usually before I can game. And so I'm not even logging on till after peak time. Uh, I mean, it's at least midnight gmt before i'm logging on um so luckily i'm i'm able to kind of dodge some of that server load i know you're you're a late night gamer as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, uh, it's worked out pretty well for us it so. has yeah uh and so we thought we'd give you guys a couple of uh kind of insights into what our experience has been uh in sea of thieves in the first kind of 48 hours or so um one thing i saw a lot of people comment uh commenting on and actually matt mentioned this to me as well as someone who didn't play in the beta basically saying like i don't know what the heck to do and it's really weird that there's this game that has like he's like i understand the no hand holding but there isn't even like a he's like i had to go into my keybinds to figure out like how to interact with objects and things and it turns out that was actually a bug or another kind of like handshake with the server queue problem Uh, There actually is a tutorial in game. It finally popped up for me when I was playing solo. So that would have been uh, kind of Wednesday afternoon after the kind of Monday night midnight launch thing. Uh, So about 24, 36 ish hours after uh, when I started a new character, I had a tutorial that actually popped up and was like, okay, go here. There's these factions. Get your voyages. Here's your buttons you press. Get on your ship. Okay, this is how you do your sails. This is what your anchor means. Go find your map and do a voyage. So there is, it's a very basic tutorial, but at least it teaches you uh, what buttons to press, basically. (laughs) Yeah, super helpful. Yeah. I have a theory about that. I think that the tutorial only popped up because you created a new character. I think they realized Mm. it was a bug. They they active they fix the bugs so that the tutorial will be active. I started a character on launch day, did not get the tutorial, and still have not gotten the tutorial. Mm. Now, I mean, I don't I don't need it. I've been playing it, you know, since the beta and and, right, and, tests, I, and so I'm I'm I did know, I'm have, familiar, but yeah, yeah, I did have the tutorial pop up for me on my new character. So um, I had to create a new character um, after we played our Tuesday night session. I guess Tell I didn't have why. to, but uh, I found out that hair. yeah, you can't change your hair color, which I was really upset about because originally when I was creating my character, I tried to find a while my while my crewmates are waiting for me, I tried to find a body and face that I liked because I was like everything else I know I can buy hairstyles, I know I can buy clothes, I can, so I don't care what the rest of my character looks like. I just want to find 
the parts of me that I can't change when I get into game, I want to be decently happy with them. So um, because they've chosen not to give you customization options, uh, they instead have this infinite pirate generator. I freaking hate that thing, dude. Like, I hate it so much. And I know that I am, uh, I guess, well, I, I am one type of gamer. You're another type of gamer in that my character and my avatar and what I look like in game is quite important to me. And you're not so much like that. You don't want to look right. silly, but you're okay going like pick the best of your first eight and then get in the game, right? Uh, I didn't pick the best of my first eight. Um, I definitely took a little more care uh kind of getting this character squared away in this game because i knew that there wouldn't you know be any opportunity to change the body face or hair color um so i i did cycle through i don't know maybe about six or seven iterations of the of the page down um you know generator um i did lock off three or four different ones uh and then kind of compared them and picked the one i liked the best but again like I spent maybe five minutes um yeah my character squared so away i think i don't I, I mean here's the thing i'm just like i'm just gonna pick a cool looking pirate dude yeah i want his long locks to flow in the wind and him to have some tattoos and a beard and sounds sounds great um i i'm not a gamer who likes to try to create my avatars in such a way that they look like me um my current main in World of Warcraft is a red-haired female blood elf. It's pretty much about the furthest thing away from me possible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and that's so why, and not... I don't necessarily need my characters to look like me either. I just have like preferences for how I like characters sure. to look in video games. And yeah, I don't necessarily need them to be a reflection of me, but I need them to at least be a reflection of gamer me. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that when you go in to play the game that's your character forever and and i kind of understand because i i think that they're trying to mirror like the mmo experience where it's like if i go and delete my hunter in world of warcraft i'm gonna lose all my progress on my 110 hunter right. and that makes sense so when you right. go in and delete your pirate you're also deleting all of your pirate progress so i lost everything we did on tuesday night because i yeah. i didn't like my character and my character's hair was the wrong color and I couldn't change that even when I bought new hair. So I went in and I was like, okay, I'm going to spend some actual time on Wednesday afternoon finding a character I like. And I will say being able to lock in a character was helpful, but it's still not like giving you actual character customization. And I know that they want each character in Sea of Thieves to be unique. They don't want anyone playing right. with a default character. They don't want anybody playing with like, you know, they all look the same characters, but I feel like you could have married, and I've said this before on the show, I feel like you could have married the infinite pirate generator with some tweaks. Like the number of yeah. times I found a character with like the face and body, but the wrong hair or, you know, the, the right body, the right hair, the wrong face. And there's right. no way to just change that one thing. And there's also no way to know what the potential options are. I spent the better part of an hour and a half if not two hours re-rolling characters in the pirate generator on wednesday afternoon and i think i saw three characters with blonde hair and i was just yeah. like oh my freaking god like why can't even if i could just say i want a tall blonde female pirate generate right. and then it would give right. me like a whole bunch of you know at least you know, different or, or even faces, if you could different... just 
I feel like there's two simple things they could do to make this uh, a lot better. I feel like being able to specify the gender that you want is huge. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. If you could just lock that in, that would make a massive difference. And then I think that the other thing that they should introduce is a cosmetic purchase of hair dye. Yes. And have black, blue, pink, yellow, blonde, you know, orange, whatever you want. I, yeah, I was going to say, I kind of understand and, not doing, like, crazy colors because, right. I mean, they are trying to live in a, you know, steampunk, medieval-y pirate universe. So, I mean... Still, throw five colors on yeah. a vendor for five gold. Yeah. yeah. Done. Customization problem solved. Yeah. Like, honestly, it is because... Everything else can be can be changed. Your clothes can be changed. You can add a hook. You can add a peg leg. All of those things are cosmetic items available for purchasing the game for gold. Um, you cannot change your uh, body type, tattoos, or your um, like face. Your, your face, face or your hair. Yeah, your all hair. that stuff is is locked so in. So I understand, like you know, you're not going to change your face. You, you know, you're not going to change your body type um tattoos let's i mean they're kind of a permanent thing you know so you can't just be like hey today i want to have tattoos leaves and tomorrow i don't like yeah you know i get that but being able to change your hair you can change the cut of it yeah you can change whether or not your character has a beard um i mean you can change whether or not your character has a hook for a hand <laughs> that seems <laughs> Which is a little more kind invasive of funny. like yeah they're talking about, you're talking about how <laughs> tattoos are permanent is a hook for right. a hand not permanent? Have we somehow figured out how to replace hooks with hands? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it seems like, so, I mean, hey, Luke Skywalker had a regular looking hand and now he has a robot hand. I don't know. People <laughs> change hands, okay? It's, it's just it's uh, the world we me, live in. The thing that I find the most interesting is that when it comes to character generation in this game, they are, you're, basically all your character progression is based around appearance. They're talking about like, yeah. I mean, they've already immortalized different characters for different reasons in the in the game itself. Um, they've got, you know, models, which we'll talk about a little bit later when you become a pirate legend that you see that are based on other characters in the game from beta. And, you know, like so they they very highly like they they hold appearance in a very high regard. And I think that if I'm ever going to do something in this game that's going to be worthy of recognition, I want my pirate to look how I want my pirate to look, you know? So if that's the ultimate right. goal, then it seems odd to me that so much of this is locked down and just not actually customizable because like I got so sick of pushing the right trigger and or page down is, is I guess is the refresh on PC, but I got so mm -hmm. tired of clicking my controller and generating more pirates and then getting like, I would have like three locked in and I used to, I, was trying to keep it down to two because then the more like then I had to generate less right if I had only like if I had six spots open instead of five spots open I just see more right. pirates so I was trying to keep it down to two of them locked in and I got so sick and tired of regenerating them and then like I'd regenerate six pirates they'd all be dudes and I was like oh that was a waste like it just it seems like they <laughs> they really need to allow you to even if it's just very very basic characteristics just to lock in one or two things even if it's just gender and hair color just to lock those things in and say this is what i know i really want and then right. generate pirates from Based a smaller that. subset right. yeah exactly right. 
That um, would be nice. That would be a, that would be. I a good feel like that's a, a quality of life thing that I hope that they uh, work towards. And I would, I need to figure out the best way to like communicate feedback to them. They have, uh, they have Twitter, they have forums, they have, you know, all kinds of stuff. So I need to figure out like how I can make my voice heard by the devs because I can't be the only one that feels like this. And please, no, if you, you feel like this, not. let me know. Hit me up yeah. on Twitter. Hit me up on Discord. Something. Just let me know. I'm not alone with my I infinite mean, pirate generator. Infinite pirate I, generator hate. <laughs> as as much as I uh, don't necessarily care, I'm with you on this. I think that it would be a massive quality of life improvement. That being said, I'm not gonna redo my pirate if they do these options. I mm -hmm. mean, he's kind of like pirate Fabio, so. I'm digging him. He's pretty cool looking. <laughs> well, and so. I mean, like, it would be really nice that if they do end up with that kind of customization, if they like, or like that let kind of, uh, that they let you re-roll without yeah. losing your progress, yeah. just like a one-time thing. We've changed the way you make a pirate. Everyone gets a do-over if they want it. Absolutely. So the next time you well, log into can... the game, you just get it like a, do you want to redo your pirate appearance? Yes, no. And if you click no, then you're stuck with your pirate forever. If you click yes, you get one more round at the at the generator and then you're gone. So. Yeah, I, I hope that they do something like that. Um, well, we can bug them. And yeah, hopefully definitely. <laughs> everyone listening to us will also agree and bug them. Yeah. On the Twitter. <laughs> so uh, the one thing I did notice when we were playing, uh, actually both times when I was playing by myself and when we were playing uh, with our four man crew, I felt like we saw a lot more ships, even when we were close to the edge of the map than we did when we were in beta. So I don't know if they've changed like how many people or how many crews are populating each server but it felt to me a whole lot like we would kind of go for a minute or two without seeing a ship and then it was like oh okay we've seen it there's another ship and in beta it felt like we were going like 30 40 minutes sometimes without seeing another ship did you feel like it felt a little bit more populated it felt a little more populated it did not feel overpopulated right i never I felt like we were like distinction yeah, yeah trying to run away from a galleon and running into another galleon or something yeah it, it never felt like oh man i'm i can't I'm ever get anything done because yeah. i'm constantly fighting off other people yeah because it's mayhem because there's a million people playing this game yeah um it did feel more populated it didn't feel overpopulated um i think it felt good I yeah, like seeing I, more people, you know, out on the seas and that kind of tension. Otherwise, when you're sailing from point to point, it can get a little boring. Like, let's be honest. Like, well, and that's the thing. Or of you it... standing around, one guy steering, a couple people doing sails, somebody yeah. hanging out in the crow's nest. And if there's and nothing to, I like, found... keep tabs on, like, yeah. Yeah, even then I found when we were sailing sometimes on the four-man ship, it's like, okay, we need the sails to go this way. And then by the time I got to a thing, it was already done. And I was like, oh. I felt a whole lot like I wasn't really doing anything. <laughs> Whereas yeah. on the two-man ship, I felt like there was always something to do, you know? Um, sure. But yeah, on the four-man ship, it felt, and maybe I was just, you know, blessed with awesome crew members that uh, knew what they were doing. And so it was, it was right. easier. But uh, yeah, I felt like I was standing around not doing, my, not doing too much a lot of the time. So yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I felt like the amount of ship pop, like the amount of, people populating the servers was kind of at a bit of a sweet spot because it's like it gave you the thrill of seeing other players without you know uh, the necessary detrimental effect although i've also seen a lot of people talking on twitter about um uh, spawn camping and about uh, galleons yeah. camping outposts and stuff which yep. 
I don't necessarily think is a bad thing. I think the only time it kind of becomes an actual issue is if there's, you know, somebody camping an outpost where you specifically need to turn things in, which is what happens with the merchant quest or some of the messages in a bottle. Um, they will give you an actual outpost destination you have to go to. But right. otherwise, you can turn in at, and get more voyages at any outpost. So I feel like right. there was a couple times I was playing solo where I saw galleons at outposts and I was just like, okay, went down to my map, took a look, found the next closest outpost and then went that way and explored my the islands on my way and found cool stuff and then got to the outpost and turned in my quest. So I think right. um, with the Merchant Alliance quest, it could potentially be a problem, but at the same time, there's definitely ways to be kind of sneaky about it, you know, like go around to the other side of the outpost, like try to take on the galleon. I know it is since the sloop actually can outrun the galleon, especially right. if the galleon isn't coordinated well, then well, the sloop's a lot more nimble. Exactly. The sloop is a lot more nimble. So it's actually like it is possible to take out a galleon as a sloop, especially if you've got two players and you've got one right. player able to steer and one player able to shoot. You can kind of steer around the galleon's cannonballs and sink them yourselves. So like there are yeah. there are ways to play around it. And I think the entire point of the game and the thing that makes it exciting is the other players is the pvp aspect and the fact that like nowhere in the game is safe i think if outposts were safe it would be super boring i like the I idea so that you have to be careful where you're going and what you're doing because you could get into a fight with another pirate crew at any point in time like i think that that right. level of strategy makes it way more interesting than just like i need to hop from safe zone to safe zone like that to me is kind of boring i agree it, it is there is a downside um in when you are a one person sloop um when you get into fights with a two person sloop that has the potential to feel a little bad uh this happened to me yesterday i was playing solo um i was just farting around uh before dinner i had a few minutes and i was sailing my sloop around and i found a, a chicken coop and i was gonna go and just find a golden chicken and turn it in for a couple hundred gold um so <laughs> I was I was out and uh, another sloop came up on me and tried to attack me, uh, sunk my ship, and I snuck on board their ship, killed both of them. They had an explosive barrel in their hold, which I blew up and sunk their ship. Mm -hmm. So they were gone. I went to my mermaid. I got back on my ship, uh, and I was on another island. Um, they also did the same thing and they weren't that far away and they kept coming after me and coming after me and coming after me. And so I couldn't actually get anything done because it was just me on my ship versus two people. They can sail the ship, you know, a little bit better. It's the same ship. Yeah. So it it's the, the same, same speed, ship, yeah. same maneuverability. When you have two people able to maneuver it, it's a lot easier for them to, you know, catch me. Um, they can also sail and shoot the cannons at the same time. So that is, detrimental to me as a solo player um the other thing is that and this is something that i wish they would make a change to um i i think they should add at least one more access point onto the ships um here's why when you are a solo player you can get the element of surprise sneak on board someone's ship via one of the ladders which there are only two 
kill the person at the wheel, and then it's a one-on-one versus the other person on the ship. So as a solo, the first time you engage a, a duo, you have the element of surprise, you have an advantage um, in that if you are quick. So you kill them, you sink their ship, and that's what I did. And great, you go on your merry way. They're going to be mad. They're going to be like, one guy just climbed on our ship and killed <laughs> us both and sunk it. We're going to go get him, right? That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you would say. I mean, we're, we're going to go take this guy out and make his life hellish. So that's what happens. They come after me. Now they're keeping tabs on me a lot better. So they're going to sink my ship, and they're going, okay, either this guy goes to his mermaid or he tries to climb on board our ship again and kill us. We can each just watch our ladders. And as soon Mm. as he starts climbing up the ladder, he's incredibly vulnerable. We shoot him in the head and he's dead. So it does uh, feel a little bit bad in that there's, you know, once you lose that element of surprise from your first attack, your first boarding of a ship or whatever, um, it's difficult to regain it. And and I ended up quitting the game because it was just like, it, this isn't worth it. These guys are just going to keep chasing me. I'm going to log out because I can't get anything done because yeah. these guys harassing me the entire time. There's two of them. There's one of me. Uh, you know, it's an even match. It's not like I have any speed advantage, only being one person on the ship. So I can't get away from them. Uh, they, they can always hunt me down. They can always keep finding me. I'm going to keep respawning in the same general area. They're going to ship and they're going to keep coming after me so i just ended up logging out it feels a little bad however if there was a third ladder on the ship say up by the front or climbing up the back or whatever i think about um i think about the way that shipboarding worked on uh assassin's creed black flag which this game definitely seems to borrow some elements from assassin's creed black Mm -hmm. flag um Obviously, that's a little bit different game. It's Assassin's Creed, and so everything is climbable. Um, so when you're engaged in a sea battle, you can just jump, swim over, and start climbing the side of the ship because apparently you're Spider-Man in that game. <laughs> Makes um, sense. So I, I'm not saying that they should implement something like that in here. Cool, but I, I don't think that the engine is designed around that, and I don't think that the gameplay is designed around that. So I'm not suggesting that they make it so you can climb on anywhere on the ship. However it would be nice to have at least just one other access point so that when you're in that situation, you can still at least have a fighting chance. I never had well, yeah. a fighting chance after that first time because, because in, they were super in, aware. in solo play, you have one player, two ladders. Like it would be mm-hmm. kind of nice if the number of players on a given ship type had, you know, one more ladder than the maximum amount of players. So if you're on a right. galleon, have five ladders instead of four, but which basically you could just fix by putting one ladder up the back of the ship, right? Or or up the front, um, you know, or a rope or something. Yeah. yeah I mean, anything that you can... A, a rope would, and, yeah, yeah, a rope off the front would kind of make sense because, like, sure. if you're trying to tie up your ship at a dock, it should have a, a rope on it, maybe. I, I guess exactly. technically you yeah. have anchors, but to keep yeah. your ship straight, you anchor and then tie up to the dock, and there you go, you're done. So having a exactly. rope off the front to me would make sense from a lore perspective. So I'd be okay with that. And yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense not to necessarily put a ladder right into the captain's quarters on the sloop. No, because I mean, that would really never 
be a good thing, but um, just from a, a, a defense lore perspective. But still, I think well, you're right. There's think... there's room to to maybe put one more access point. Yeah, to, uh, I think to help. putting ladders on the front of the ship, maybe if you put one on the sloop and two on the galleon, mm. um, would just make a big difference because it's it's not like it's giving someone a, a way onto your ship that you wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. But what it does prevent is it, it prevents you're you're so vulnerable when you're on a ladder. Yeah. Especially when you're climbing up it and somebody's Yeah, and it's down not instant. Your it head's does, right there. It like, takes some know. time, especially on the galleon. Like the, the sleep right. ladders are smaller because the ship is smaller, but it's still it takes some time. Um so yeah, it I does. agree. That's that's a really good uh, kind of another one of these quality of life things that I'm sure eventually we will see um some quality of life changes because again right. rare is very transparent and they are very community oriented so i'm sure that if enough people call for changes like this because they even said like we think it's balanced but it could not be balanced and this might be one of those things that would kind of shift the balance in the right direction and i'm sure that they're tracking all kinds of things like the number of like single player sloops that are being sunk versus the number of galleons that are being sunk i'm sure and- because I'm I sure don't, like, they did talk about the single-player experience being the kind of gateway into Sea of Thieves, and if that's what they're aiming for, and the single-player experience is so unbalanced that it becomes unfun, those single right. players aren't going to take the step to try to find a crew. What they're going to do is just stop playing the game, and Rare exactly. obviously doesn't want to see that. So yep. I think that those are, are one of the, like, kind of balanced things that they might start to look at. Um one last thing, I mean, we we had a couple of other points about our experiences, but I think we're just going to skip by it because we're running really long and we haven't even told you how to be a pirate yeah. legend yet. <laughs> so uh, one thing I did want to mention to people, especially if you're on the PC, because this was not apparent to us in our first night, uh, but Siv and I did actually test the reconnect feature. Apparently, it's much, much easier to do on the Xbox than it is on the PC, but it's still possible on the PC. It's just not something that you do actually in the game. You have to have a party set up in the Xbox app. And this is something else that you have to kind of um, like mute your mic. And because there's like party chat in Sea of Thieves, there's party chat in the Xbox and you can get echoes like it's it's not. Yeah. Microsoft doesn't do a great job of things. And, and this is honestly <laughs> the shortcomings and frustrations that I have with Sea of Thieves and the partying up and all that. Honestly, and even their even their distribution, I ha- had a little bit of frustration during the beta. Mm-hmm. It's because they've chained themselves to the Microsoft Store, yeah, which is a terrible uh, platform. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, granted, even like the distribution of the Black Dog packs. One of the th- like the way that they did well it, it was an Xbox the... app message that then you had to push a button to redeem a code. Right. And it was just like right. every, no one knew where to look for it. Now it's been disabled. Like it just, you're right. Chaining themselves so to confusing. Microsoft and the Xbox um, kind of uh, ecosystem yeah. was is not a good idea because, yeah, the, the party functions and the invite functions are, especially if you're not playing on the Xbox natively, if you're playing on PC, man, it's messy. So basically what happened was, first of all, if I'm playing in a single player game, and I want to start playing with a friend, there's no way to do that. I have to quit out of my single-player game and go back in, which normally wouldn't be a problem, except that there's been so many connection issues. And I kind of wish that you could just invite people in because had I not been at the point where I had just gone to an outpost and and had turned everything in, then I might have had, like, chests on my ship that I didn't want to give up. Like, I was in the middle of a merchant quest. Like, I would have really liked to be able to just say... 
I'm on a sloop. A sloop has a max of two people. I'm just going to invite a second person. That shouldn't impact anything, right? Like that should be just something you can do. do Yeah. So you can't do that. But what you can do is if you're in a party and somebody disconnects, you can reinvite the party to the game. But again, you do that through your Xbox app. So the other thing about that is if let's say you're on a galleon or well, really any multiplayer ship. So a sloop with two people or a galleon with four, if you have a player that disconnects, you cannot currently opt out of matchmaking. So you are flagged as a four man crew that's down a person or a two man crew that's down a person. And that can be filled with an with a random player who is in the matchmaking queue. Right. That's a little bit frustrating because then you have to, you know, vote to put that player in the brig, ask them nicely to leave. What if they don't leave? And this whole time your friend is sitting there unable to reconnect to the game, right? To rejoin you. So I kind of wish, and this is probably something that they will implement in a patch very shortly, I would think, because I've seen this from a lot of people calling for it. Um, Just the ability to make a private party that takes you out of that matchmaking potential so that when someone does disconnect, you can then reconnect. But Absolutely. once we actually figured out how to do it, it's kind of okay. At least it's there. Like when we were playing on Tuesday okay. night, we thought yeah. that you couldn't reconnect at all on PC. So yeah, at least there's a way to do it. Kind of. <laughs> I will say this. Um, it, it really detracts from the game. Oh yeah. I think the way that you horrible. do, the way that you do invites in general in the game, the fact that it goes through it's Windows so notifications, bad. it's really bad. And again, that comes from being tied to the Microsoft ecosystem. So get, Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I was of the opinion for the longest time that the party system in PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds was the worst partying up system <laughs> ever created in a video game. Sea of Thieves, you have taken that number one position. You've taken the crown. The, <laughs> the worst partying system PUBG's party system, terrible as it is, is better than yours. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, I hate to say it, but it is. If you want to play uh, with other players, the thing to do is to, before you like go in to see if these and stuff, like make your Xbox party, then go into the game and say you want to play as a four man and then invite your party to game. And then that way, you'll always be able to re invite your party to game because your four man is set in the xbox app as opposed to in like the sea of thieves right so we found this incredibly helpful last night when i only had one weapon and i had to completely exit the game i was able to rejoin my party because we had grouped up previously in the xbox app right so when you quit the game it didn't open up your spot in the party you were still in the party um and so i think that's really key what we have yet to test and what I'd like to test maybe at some point in the future before our next episode is let's say we're playing with four people and someone else is like, Hey, do you guys have any room? And one of the four of us says, you know, we say no, but you know what? I need to go to bed anyway. So I'm going to bail out. You can have my spot. Theoretically, we should be able to invite that person to our Xbox party, that fifth person. Yes. And then, Let's say I leave to go to bed because I'm old and get up early and you invite somebody else. If they're in our party, 
it would make sense that you could just pull them in to take my spot. Yes, we'll and so and see how it works. I I am sure that that would work because um, there's no cap on the size of Xbox parties because they're right. not tied to a game, right? So exactly. you can have as many people in, and then it, you just say invite party to game, and then everyone gets an invite. And I'm sure it's just like the first four people to click the invite are in the party, you know, or I guess right. the first three people because the the party head sends the invite. So. It's uh yeah, so the the person who's going to send the invites once you've got your Xbox party set up has to launch the game and then once they're in Sea of Thieves, then they send the invite to everyone else to join into Sea of Thieves. And then when you accept the invite, it'll launch your game and everything else. So there yep. there is a way to do it, but you definitely have to like basically if you're playing on PC, you have to pretend you're playing on Xbox to make it work properly. Yeah, so Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so that's basically what our experience has been in the first 48 hours or so of the game. We are now going to tell you guys our topic of the week this week is how to become a pirate legend and what exactly this means. So there was an official guide posted on the Sea of Thieves YouTube, but I didn't find it all that useful. It's basically it. it was pretty vague. It, it's very vague. It's basically an overview of gaining reputation. But there were a couple of articles uh, from the past week. I found the Eurogamer article was actually the best. Again, we'll link all articles and videos in the show notes. Um, but I wanted to let you guys know that those did exist. Basically, what you have to do to become a pirate legend is build your reputation to the max with each trading company. While you're doing this, you're going to be unlocking items and titles. And as of right now, from what we can see in the store, level 50 reputation with each faction looks like it's the max. Yeah. There's actually, there's some really cool, basically. Uh, there's some awesome stuff. Yeah, they're like color variants of different um, like ship painting colors. And the ship paint looks really cool because it doesn't just like change your hull. It changes like the railings on your stairs and the everything. colors of your deck. Yeah. And yeah, it changes everything. So I feel like you that. Can get, yeah, you can get different colored sails. Yeah. With different logos on. I mean, it's. Yeah, there is pretty awesome. quite a lot of stuff. And right now, when you look at how to unlock things, um, level 50 is the highest like requirement of anything in the right. store right now. So I have a feeling that 50 is the max for your reputation. Once you get to 50 with all the factions, you actually have to complete like a quest chain. And there's an NPC or a group of NPCs. Uh, they are mysterious strangers that you guys might have seen in the taverns. And when you go to talk to these strangers, they basically say, oh, you're new to the game or like you're new to the Sea of Thieves. So, you know, prove yourself by getting level five with all the factions. And then you get to level five and you go back to them and they're like, Psh, come on. You thought that you would get something at level five. Well, let's, let's see if you can make it to <laughs> ten. And I although none of our none of the people we're playing with have have progressed much past 15 or 20. I feel like that mysterious stranger is just going to keep giving you kind of like brush offs until you hit 50 with all three factions. And yeah, then those are going to be the NPCs that you have to do the quest chain for. Once you're finished this quest chain, you get the key to the pirate legend hideout. And what I find really cool about what they're doing with pirate legends is again, because there's no like scaling of players, there's no gear that improves your combat or anything like that. You can be a pirate legend. So let's say I've been playing for a month and uh, my brother decides that he wants to come and try it out. I can bring him onto my crew and then be like, hey, if you try real hard and play super much and everything else, then you could be a pirate legend like me. Come check out my hideout. The hideout is in the world. It's an island, but you can't actually access it 
until you get the key from the quest chain. So, but then one, as long as one person on your crew has the key, you can take your crew into your hideout. So, you know, like lower level players can actually see, I say lower level players, but I guess lower reputation players who haven't right. unlocked it yet actually get to see what it looks like to be a pirate legend and to be in that in that hideout. It's also pretty cool that it was actually in the closed beta. It's in the game right now, but it's all it was also in the closed beta. No one got enough rep. No one leveled high enough to actually find it. So that's really cool. I like that it's not like someone can get in and unlock it in like the first week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's great. Um, um, it's definitely going to be a grind to get to 50. Yes, um, for sure. I mean, I, I think I'm still, although I did reset my character, so I didn't get all our progression from Tuesday night, but I think I, my character's like still below level 10. I think I'm like 774 or something. So it will take a while, but I'm really enjoying everything that I'm doing to quote unquote grind because of the kind of leveling up of the voyages. Like the higher your rep is, the better your voyages become and the more challenging they become. So I'm still being entertained because it's not just Jocelyn goes to an island, digs up a chest, and then goes back to an outpost. Like, it's not a simplistic gameplay loop once right. you start to progress more in the game. Yeah. I think of it like leveling something like World of Warcraft, right? So when you level in WoW, in particular in vanilla, it was kind of, it, it took a while. It took you, I mean, it took me a long time. I was playing casually at that point. But I mean, I think it's going to kind of be the same thing with this. It's going to be it's going to take a while, especially because it's early in the game. Uh, it, it may feel a little bit grindy at that point. But again, like for me, the point of this game is to have fun being a pirate with my friends. And I'm yeah. going to do that. I'm going to happen to level. Eventually, I'll get to 50. Um, it, it'll be great. Um, it's going to take a little while, but right. Get there. So once you become a pirate legend and actually get the key to the pirate legend hideout, what that actually is, the Pirate Legend Hideout, is it's your hidden endgame hub. So it's got your own little hideout, a place to park your ship. You've got a tavern in there. And in the tavern, and this is what I was talking about a little bit earlier about how they've kind of um, recognized players. Um, at the tavern, you talk to the ghosts of Pirate Legends of the past who give you hints of what's to come, which I find really interesting. So they're basically like insights into the development of the game. And the example that they gave you is uh, a new trading company. So there will be kind of like rumors of, of newcomers to the Sea of Thieves and stuff like that, that it's just going to be like hinting at. And this is what I think Sea of Thieves does really well, is giving you like hints and riddles to solve. We haven't even talked about it, and we won't talk about it this week. We'll probably talk about it next week. But there's currently a quest for a $20,000 golden banana going on that involves <laughs> uh, solving riddles that are being released every few hours. And, and it involves real world stuff. It involves in-game stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. And that's kind of like Sea of Thieves trademark, right? Is, is giving you hints and riddles to solve to find a treasure. So right. I like the idea of giving pirate legends hints as to current or, or um, sorry, upcoming content in the game and trying to figure out what that might be. I, I find that to be so, so much fun. Um, and I mentioned the pirate legends of the past. Those pirate ghosts are actually characters that were played at E3 2016 by the community members who were highlighted in the press conference. So that's awesome. It is so awesome. Again, it's, it's a very, very community focused team. And I really like that. Um, so once you get access to your end game hub, 
there's also going to be the pirate lord that's going to be present there that gives you your legendary voyages. And this is like your end game content currently for the next few months. Um, they have been very vocal about when their next patch is coming out and it's going to be a few months after launch. It's their first major content patch. So when we were talking earlier about the, the patching of for the issues of the launch, this is the, like, those are their little minor hotfix type patches. Their first major content patch is going to come in a few months. And uh, so until that major content patch hits, you're going to be doing these legendary voyages once you hit 50 with all the factions and get access to your hideout. So the legendary voyages can be shared with anyone, just like the normal voyages, which is also super cool. So again, me, the pirate legend, can invite my brother who's never played before and say, hey, Greg, guess what? want to come on a legendary mission and see what it's like to be a pirate legend in Sea of Thieves? And he could be like, yeah, sure. Jump on the Xbox and experience end game content with me fresh out the gate, which I think is really, really cool. Um, Absolutely. They've really, they've described these legendary voyages as um, public events, which is the same sort of language that they've used for the Kraken and they used for the Skeleton Forts. Basically, it's like if Sea of Thieves did raid content, it is raid content. It's just that yeah. for some reason they are kind of uh, steering away from the terminology uh, they, of a raid. They want to create their own terminology. Though. I guess like, so. They're not, they're not <laughs> calling the missions that you go out on quests or missions. They're calling them voyages. Yeah. Right? They're not. They're not going to call it a raid. They're going to call it a public event. Right. Like it's. Which, uh, I mean, to me, I understand that's, why. Like, that's a little bit confusing because uh, your voyages seem to be uh, kind of personal. So I can go to uh, Chicken Isle and without a voyage and there's nothing there. And you can go to Chicken Isle at the same time, but then stuff spawns because you have a voyage for it. Right. So I find it kind of a little bit confusing because right now, like Skeleton Forts, for example... Everyone can see them. Everyone can access them. Does that mean that as a pirate legend, when I go on a legendary voyage, that it's going to um, like spawn another skeleton fort that anyone can interact with? Or is that going to be sort of like instant so that only my crew can see it? Like who, like how public are public events going to be is kind of my we'll question. Have to see. Yeah, we'll have to see because we, we, we don't know. <laughs> so it will be really interesting to see. Uh, what these legendary voyages are going to actually play out as. Um, so when Sea of Thieves puts their first major content patch in, it's not going to render your hideout uh, kind of useless. Basically, your hideout is going to be your jumping off point. It's going to be your like home base for all of their future content. And the other thing that's coming with that content patch is you get to become a legendary captain. And this is where that whole like show everybody around and like they haven't really detailed exactly what legendary captains will be able to do, but there's going to be lots of stuff tied to that. There's going to be all kinds of like customizations and like for your ship and for your costumes and all that kind of stuff. And like, I think they said something about like recruiting a crew or something. So I feel like there's going to be a lot more functionality around being a legendary yeah. captain in the first content patch, but they've been a little like, hush hush outside of just telling us that kind of the the jumping off point for the next major content patch will be 
all of your legendary pirate stuff. So it's definitely something to work work towards. And knowing that you're going to have a few months to get there, I think is also really, really helpful. Like, I, I'm glad that they're transparent and they're giving us a timeline. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with this major content patch. Um, they They are planning to introduce a new system um at least according to this article that i that i found um called ship captaincy um this article claims that you'll gain access to a new ship that will have unique forms of customization um kind of a legendary level uh, customization but the the thing is that like once you become a pirate legend you'll later become a captain and they're going to shift the focus over from your legendary status being personal to your legendary status as a crew. Presumably, you would need to build a crew. I mean, this is just, I'm just thinking through this. You probably have to build a crew out of all pirate legends. And then there's some crew-based content um, for dedicated teams. Which um, I find that really interesting. And I wonder, like, as a legendary captain, if this is going to be the start of, uh, like, guilds for lack of a better term you know like because you because you can't spawn like if say um i'm playing with matt and civ is playing with josh and the two of us are on two-man sloops there's no way for us to be on the same server so it would be really interesting because i can see how that would affect game balance right like if you could have three ships all coordinating together like that would just be ridiculously overpowered right um if they were implementing actual guilds um but if they're if you can be a legendary captain and say like i am the legendary captain of the blackbeards or something and we all have like a a sail that is you know like let's say we can customize our sail from like make our own combination of like symbols and colors or something to make it unique and then anyone on my legendary pirate crew can then sail with those colors and then regardless of what server they're on, or like if we have multiple people playing at multiple times, knowing that they're all part of that legendary crew, I think could be a really cool implementation of guilds without actually affecting balance on servers. Yeah, I agree. I think that one thing that's going to be important as we go forward with this and, and we move into what they're calling the golden age of piracy, whatever that means, yeah, they haven't told um, us. It's, they just kind of said that's their end yeah, goal end for yeah. CFT. It's not even end game because we're going to get a different end game every few months. It's just well, like true. eventually that's where they're heading and, and the game that they're kind of building and the experience they want us to have is the golden age of piracy. And no one knows what that means outside right. of rare. So, but let's look at let's look at the difficulty level. Right. So currently the uh, the current quote end game as you're leveling up is the skeleton outpost quote raids. Right. Skeleton forts. Um, they're they're seemingly tuned around a galleon right like it's you can do it with a with a sloop it's a lot more difficult right with a galleon you can pretty much handle it um if there's a second galleon that maybe comes and helps you're definitely going to handle it no problem you're going to knock it out but i mean it's well and they said it's designed around four players to I was going to say, I would say four players is like the minimum, right? And they always, and you have to be four good players. 
And I right. feel like now, their intention was always to make it too difficult for four players. So you should never attempt it as two. What they want people to do is come up on a skeleton fort and work together, which right. people aren't really Isn't doing happening. right now. Um, but I think well, over but, time, as people realize that they can't do it themselves, you'll get a little bit more cooperation. See, but here's the, here's the thing. You can do it yourself if you're good enough. Well, yeah, so, if you're good. And that's the true, that's true of anything, your, right? Your, your fiance, Matt, did it. He yes, soloed he did. a skeleton fort by himself. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. On a sloop. Yeah. yeah not even like. On a sloop. Not yeah. even like the rest of his galleon crew was dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. he was playing solo. No, I mean, I, I, I came close in the, in the beta um, to doing that, but. It's not easy to do. Now, I feel like it's kind of tuned more around four people. It's going to be a challenge at two. You have to be a freaking legend to do it by yourself. And it, it's going to well, and the, depend the thing heavily is, on what you get, you know. Yeah, and uh, not actually not actually a legend. Like, being a pirate legend, again, doesn't change your power level. It doesn't change your power level. Um, but no, but I mean, the thing is, too, it, it does rely a lot on luck as well. Because it, mm -hmm. it, it, there's, like, a, a bit of a randomness to, like, what waves spawn. Like, for instance, like if you happen to be at it at night and then you get a wave or two of the, the shadow skeletons, then that becomes a lot more difficult. Um, it also right. depends on if you happen to um, I think he ended up defeating the skeleton fort, but then only got like one of the treasure chests because another team rolled up at that point in time and right. uh, he couldn't defend the vault by himself. So right. it it really depends on um, just your luck, I think, on top of your player skill, because you have to not only be able to defeat all the skeleton waves and then the boss, but then you also have to, you know, defend the treasure and, and everything else. So I think um, they they are really, they're meant to be like multiple crew pieces of content. Right. So, so looking at that, and that's what's currently in the game now, it's designed around perhaps a four-player encounter it gets easier if you have multi-crews. It gets harder if you're by yourself. Moving forward, because the game does not uh, level you up as far as your power, it would seem to indicate that any kind of more end-game style content would definitely be designed around a multi-crew setup. So that's where I'm feeling like this captaincy, legendary cruise, or whatever kind of seems to me like they're heading towards some sort of a system where you're going to be able to have some sort of alliance with another crew, right? And to where maybe it even you can you can join in on a voyage and when you do that that other crew uh becomes green to you, right? They're not they don't have yeah, white names, I they're not know. targetable, they're not green. I don't know if they're ever the going to do you're... that because then people can just deathball a server and people are already talking about how it sucks when galleons camp outposts. I don't think that they're yeah, ever going to make, true. I don't think they're ever going to make a crew bigger than four. Um, I think that, I mean, well, they did talk about in a, in an update about the fact that they do want a system in place to form tentative alliances between mm. crews. Well, yeah, so and tentative alliances is one thing, but I feel like you need the ability to always potentially break that alliance. So I think, like, right now Agreed. on your crew, you can't friendly fire. I can't stab Civ in the back, literally. So she I think tried. I have. Um, <laughs> but 
I think that might be the part of what you're talking about that may never come to fruition is the idea of I having more to, more players that are uh, like invulnerable to your fire. I think your crew will always be, but I don't think that they'll make it like. But here's the thing: when you're doing a skeleton fort with another crew, even if you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it together," you can still accidentally shoot them. Oh, for sure, and yeah. it makes it difficult. Like we we like to use cannons to help clear out some skeletons when we're doing encounters, yeah. and currently in the game cannonball friendly fire is not a thing there's a knockback but you don't take damage when you get hit by your own cannons you do take damage when you get hit by somebody else's cannons and let's say you're fighting a skeleton and you are lining up a charge and one of your temporary teammates from the other crew steps in front of you and you charge him instead like he's dead you just killed him on accident not like you were trying to it's not like you were betraying him or anything you maybe actually wanted to work with him and, and complete this encounter and split amicably at the end there's no real good way to do that in the well so yeah like but at the same time something. i feel like that adds another level of difficulty that would make things more interesting like so uh say we want to join a voyage together we meet in the tavern uh maybe that's the way they do it you can throw legendary tavern or legendary voyages on a table in the tavern and other crews can join in and then there's like a reward split but friendly fire isn't a thing but fire against other crews is still a thing i think that that would be a lot more interesting than just straight up like that would be an alliance that you would be a part of without actually changing the mechanics of the game, which I, I don't want to um, have crews that can party up and I, essentially I double think, in size uh, and not have yeah, any, yeah. not have any ill, like no, no negatives, no downside. Right. Like right. I feel like the fact that you can still harm people who are in your alliance, but not your crew would be crucial. Otherwise there's no downside. You need to have a downside if you're going to increase your power like that. I think the the solution, if they do do that, is that they have to instance it. I think if you instance these legendary voyages, you could. Yeah, uh, but they've they've been very very that... vocal about how that's not going to yeah. be the case. Like they're yeah. not, they don't want. Once you earn and do all the work and earn your legendary status, they want they people want to, to be able off. to see. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think that they'll ever put legendary pirates right. on a different server so right. but again all we'll of this is just yeah this is all yeah, just conjecture and at this point. we yeah. are running so long that we're just gonna oh I, I think we should call it there um but we are gonna take one quick question from our listener feedback in our bit.ly slash tgi discord channel uh so if you are joining bit.ly slash tgi discord that is the gamers in discord channel there is a chat channel called shipwrecks and shanties that's where we do all of our pirate talk you could choose whether you want to literally rp your pirate talk or not Totally up to you. But uh, yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me and Civ to talk to the uh, Shipwrecks and Shanties community. Again, a bit.ly slash TGI Discord. This question comes to us from Daddy Teddy Bear. And we did actually get quite a lot of questions. Everyone who submitted questions, I will try to get to them over the next couple of episodes. Again, we are going to continue Shipwrecks and Shanties going forward. So keep your questions coming. Uh, but Daddy Teddy Bear says, are animal spawn locations random or do they change over time? So yes and no. <laughs> Basically, uh, animal spawn locations are not necessarily random. There's a kind of set of islands that will potentially have the animal that you're looking for. Those set of islands don't appear to change, but animals have different breeds. So there's like different colors of snakes and chickens and pigs. 
So even if you go to an island that's known to have chickens, it might not have. I think this happened to us yesterday where we were looking for or it happened to Matt and I when we were playing duos. Um, we found an island that had chickens. We needed two. I think it was like red speckled chickens and there was only one. So even if you go to an island that's known to have the animal you're looking for, you're definitely not guaranteed to get the breed that you're looking for. Not to mention, animals are also a finite resource. So if I have six chicken coops because I've been super lucky and I found, you know, chicken coops laying on islands and I have a, a two chicken coop quest from the merchants or whatever, if I go to an island and capture all six chickens, the next person to come to that island isn't going to have chickens there. <laughs> so <laughs> they're they're not necessarily random, but they definitely are dynamic, I guess. Yeah, for sure. And they do respawn. They do respawn, sure yeah, but it's takes. not... Uh, everything respawns eventually, um, including, like, barrels full of cannonballs and bananas, but um, the Sea of Thieves, the rare team, doesn't want you to be able to just, like, every five minutes go back to an island. So I'm not sure what the spawn times actually are for any of these resources, but um, it's not... You can't, like, camp an island for resources. Right. So I think that's pretty much it for us this week. I hope that helped you out, Daddy Teddy Bear. Uh, I know that there are quite a few different uh, like guides that have been posted online. So if you are looking for a, um, and Siv and I, we were talking about this off air, but we're totally not <laughs> going to get into it right now. We might talk about it uh, off the top of the show next week. Um, but yes, there are guides online that have like a list of islands where it's been known to find things. Um, there seems to be... Uh, all of the islands seem to be the same, but I don't think I've spawned into the same map twice. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, like yeah. Plunder Outpost might be in the bottom left-hand corner of the map one game, and then it's off to the east in another game. So it feels like um, each server has a kind of unique configuration of islands, which is helpful at least. So um, you'll be able to figure out which islands have chickens, and then you'll just have to find the location of those islands on your particular server. I like that. It means that you can't like min-max your merchant routes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening to Shipwrecks and Shanties. Siv, where can people find you on the internet? You can track me down on Twitter. I'm at Siv underscore AIE. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch at Joss Plays. We will be streaming quite a lot of sea of thieves over the next few weeks uh you can also catch the vod of our um adventures <laughs> our voyages from tuesday Perhaps night adventures <laughs> yes if you're interested in uh in some of the gameplay aspects the vods are up again that's twitch.tv slash joss plays you can even see me cosplaying a pirate so uh do go and check that out so until next week drink up me hearties yo ho